Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey, sister friend, I am excited to share with you today's episode. It is something that has been on my heart for quite some time. And if you've been hanging around for a while, you know how reading the Bible has changed my life in every way. It is one of the things that I clung to in my darkest valley and spending time with the Lord. In fact, in 2018, it was the first time I'd ever read the Bible in its entirety from, you know, from cover to cover. I did not read it in order that first time, but it changed my life. And it's why I'm so passionate about helping women who struggle with their quiet time to start to learn how to absolutely love it. But I'd be lying to say that every day in my quiet time, I love it. I'd also be lying if I said that every season of my life, it feels like I am getting so much from it and it's awesome and oh, it's gonna change your life. I go through ebbs and flows just like you. And so today I wanna share with you five signs that you need to switch up your quiet time. And I also wanna give you some very practical ways that I have been able to switch up my quiet time to make it exciting and fun and not just and not just that our quiet time is supposed to be exciting and fun, it's, it's to make it to where I am in a, in a in a place, in a way that I am receiving from the Lord. I am growing in my relationship with him. I'm understanding who, who Jesus is and seeing God reflected in scripture, all the things. So, all right, let's dive in. Okay, so earlier this year, 2022, what year are we in, friend? Uh, 2022, I had this great idea at the end of 2021 that I am going to, you know, I've talked to these women for the past several years about reading the Bible in its entirety. And I never, you know, I never really put anything out there or resources for you guys. And so I thought, you know what? I am going to create a Bible in a year reading plan. And I had never done the Bible chronologically. And I thought, well, that'll be cool while I do it. I'll share it with them. And then on my Instagram stories, I'll post every day and it'll be accountability for me. And it'll also be a way for me to like teach and reflect all the things. And I started off really hot and heavy. Great. It was working out really wonderful. And then about three months in, some things started to change, but I pushed through and I'm like, okay, I got really behind in one season. I don't know, we got sick or something to where I got behind And then I really never felt like it picked back up. And so in month five of the chronological Bible near reading plan that you can find, by the way, on my, on my link tree, and I've got it a few other places, uh, you can find it. And it's a great resource, but somewhere along the way around in month five, I could not 
get back into the rhythm and I was feeling all sorts of ways about my quiet time. And so I want to share this with you because somebody who is passionate about teaching about Jesus and talking about scripture and and it's it's a huge part of everything that I do as a coach and as a mentor and I just shared this with my husband the other day. So I have been really wrestling this year with with my quiet time. And I'm like, man, what is the, what gives? The year that I tell everybody let's do it together is the year I really struggle. I don't know, coincidence? I think not. But I just told my husband the other day, you know, there is a big difference when I am serving from a place of overflow and I'm serving from a place of depletion. And I know for me to do my job, whether that's as a mom, as a wife, as a coach, as uh, whoever, whatever, I... Do it best when I'm serving from a place of overflow. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that I am so filled up from the Lord that I am not giving from myself. I'm giving from this place and it's not a striving of serving. It's it's a place of overflow. So I hope that makes sense to you. But what I recognize is a lot of believers, this happens to myself and it happens in, in coaching a lot, is that we stuff our feelings because we know we shouldn't feel that way. And because reading the Bible is an essential part to growing in our relationship with the Lord, it is the path, it is the guide for us, right? It's the it's the best personal development book. You've you you know how passionate I am about going from confused to craving his word. And I'd be lying that if I didn't say that I still get in these places and funk sometimes where it's like, man, this this doesn't feel as fun. This doesn't feel as good as it has in the past. I don't feel like I'm getting anything or whatever that may be. So Instead of, if you can resonate with any of those thoughts or feelings, instead of trying to swipe those feelings under the rug because that's not how a good Christian girl should think or feel and you just got to push through, I want to encourage you to get curious about why you feel the way you feel. And that's exactly what I did in the month of June. And so I told myself, Heather, you're going to push it out to the month of July and you're going to at least finish the six months. And the more I sat with the Lord on it and got really curious about why I was feeling the way that I was feeling, why I was no longer enjoying my quiet time, why I was feeling like I wasn't getting anything from it, why I was feeling like it became this, this, I had to, I I needed to, instead of a, I get to, I can, I want to. And I got really curious about why I was feeling that way. And it led me to really the Lord giving me permission to do it different. And I want you to know that you have permission to do things things different. You are wired a certain way. God created you for a relationship with him, with intimacy with him, and that can look really different. Just thinking about dates, right? Uh, in, in Maybe you your dates might look different than my dates with my husband. Well, your date with Jesus can look different than my date with Jesus. And while we're looking to other people to help us in our relationship with the Lord and our walk, sometimes I think we can take out the individual way that he wants to connect with us. And yes, we can learn from other people by all means, and you have permission to do it a little bit different. So here are some signs that really stood out to me that instead of swiping them under the rug like I had done for probably about two months until it got to the point where I'm like, I can't ignore these feelings anymore. I got curious about them, and then I was able to switch some things up. So number one, uh, point blank, if you're not enjoying your quiet time, now, I'm not saying that it it means that you have these crazy revelations every time you open up the word. And it's not about a feeling. It's not always about how we feel. However, our feelings are like flashlights. They are shining a light into our thoughts. 
Science shows us that a thought comes before an emotion. A thought comes before a feeling. And so if you're feeling like you're actually not enjoying it and it's not fun, well, there's something you're thinking about it. For me, it was I'm behind. Or for me, and I'll talk about a couple of other reasons why I was really, the thoughts that I was seeing, I was feeling rushed. I was feeling like I had to get this plan done in order to be, you know, to keep up with the people and to really probably if at the root of it, there was a performance piece, not just for myself, right? I'm holding myself accountable, but for you all, and y'all don't even care. Trust me, I know you don't care. I mean, maybe you were inspired by doing it. Maybe you don't even know that I had created it. All that to say that sometimes we do things out of performance instead of out of what God's what God is leading us to or what makes sense for us in the season of life that we're in. So number one, if you are not enjoying your quiet time with the Lord, instead of swiping that feeling under the rug, ask the Lord why. Holy Spirit, help me see what is going on here. What thought am I thinking that is making me feel like this is not enjoyable anymore? Again, I'm going to go back to dating. I feel like your quiet time to build a relationship with someone, right? There needs to be intimacy. And if you're not enjoying that intimate time with the Lord, then what would make you want to go back and do it again? Right? It, it, that it, everything against you would make you think no. And sometimes, yes, do we do we get to choose to be disciplined because we have that power through the Holy Spirit? Yes, absolutely. It's not always a party. However, if you love someone, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, you still enjoy your time with them. It doesn't mean that you have to be out and about doing something. Sometimes it really is just sitting on the couch with a loved one and you enjoy their company. That's how God is with us. He wants to enjoy, he wants us to enjoy company, his company. That's Jesus, you know, wants to come and like sit with us and, and hang out with us as we're reading his word. And it might not be that we're having a party. However, it could be that we're simply hanging out with Jesus. God actually wants to, to do like spend time with us. Uh, to me, that still blows my mind when I think about it. Okay. I think I drove that home. So I want you to understand if you are not enjoying your quiet time, instead of trying to muster up the excitement, ask the Holy Spirit to help you see why, what are you thinking? Number two, if you find yourself rushing to get it done and it becomes more of this, uh, obligation and duty rather than opportunity and uh, a choice of that you get to spend time with the creator of the universe. And when you find yourself rushing to get it done, that takes away the pleasure because there's pressure. And so if you feel pressure in your quiet time, again, ask the Lord, show me why I'm feeling pressure here. So I know for me, the chronological Bible in a year is super doable. It's not a lot of passage. In fact, there were days that I was like, well, that didn't take very long at all. And, but what happened was I was doing it to get it done rather than really trying to dig deep into context, cross-reference, doing word studies, all these things. And it was more of, I've got to get this done on my to-do list because I've got to keep up. And I think Bible plans are awesome by all means. I'm not shaming them in any way. But for me, I had to get curious around why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? So whether you're following a Bible plan or not, that's not really the point here. The point is, is God's giving you permission to switch up your quiet time. Number three, I felt the pressure to follow the plan. And I was, and when I would get behind, I would I'd get stressed out. 
it was like, oh, and then shame and then, you know, guilt or condemnation can come in like, well, you didn't, you didn't keep up like a good girl, right? Maybe she's, she's doing it, but you're not. And so then there, there could be a comparison game. If you've got a comparison going on in your quiet time with the Lord, you are missing the point. So there is another sign. If you feel pressure to follow this plan and like you're getting behind um, that, that because, you know, whether you committed to it or not, and yes, there is a, there is a, Hey, I'm going to stick to my word. I hope you hear me in all these points. Uh, for me, again, this is where I got to get curious with the Lord. And so I encourage you get curious about why you're feeling the way you feel instead of trying to just keep pushing through. Cause I kept trying to push through until I really had this conversation with the Lord in June. And he was like, why are you waiting till July? Just switch it up now. Stop the plan now. And I did, and it's been better. All right, number four, it's become so routine that you've lost the true reason of why you actually started. And it's almost like a badge of honor that I am reading the Bible in a year, as opposed to what is the whole purpose of doing that in the first place, right? What is what is the whole purpose of spending quiet time with the Lord in the first place? And so if you're feeling like it's becoming routine and rote and a little stale, a little stiff, then you gotta switch it up. And then number five is you're not really getting anything from it. I mean, come on, right? If you're not even getting anything from it and you feel like you're confused or you're kind of just not really feeling it, then there is a chance that the Lord wants you to switch it up. And maybe for you, that looks like adding in some different resources. Maybe it's getting some other, whether that's using, um, you know, it's cross-referencing is one of my favorite or looking up words, doing more context, studying what do the theologians say about these things, allowing the Lord to take you on a journey instead of simply marking off your to-do list. And guys, listen, I'm the one that created it. And so I, but I realized over time and it didn't happen like in the beginning, but it slowly over time, it became more of a to-do list. Like I needed to, I had to, I should, or I must rather than I get to, I want to, I can, and I choose to. And so those were red flags for me. And God was saying, Hey, it's okay to switch this up. You have permission to do it a little different. So now I want to talk with you about some ways that you can switch it up. If any of these resonated with you, I want to give you some actual ways that I have been able to switch some things up and kind of add some fuel to the fire of my quiet time. So number one was slow down, really not following a plan. I, in fact, ripped up my plan. Y'all, I, I love, I am very goal-oriented and I love a good challenge. And so crossing that off and doing the color-coded, you know, I had these patterns going on in the lines and it looks so pretty. And I was all the way to month five and I only needed one more month to do it. I was like, yes, I'm going to finish it. And God was like, what are you trying to prove? So I ripped it up. So I ripped it up so that I could slow down. Listen, you could study. If you are really wanting to study the word of God and really get deep with it. I love the verse that says deep calls to deep. God wants to take us deeper. It's why the Bible is often referred to as alive and active because you could read a verse today and read that same verse a year from now and God will take you deeper in understanding, deeper in the knowledge or what he, how he wants you to receive that for that season of your life. It's alive and active. It speaks to you. And so oftentimes that requires slowing down. Now, if you're like me and the women that I work with, slowing down is like kind of right up there with rest. We don't like to do things slow because we often feel like we don't have enough time in the first place or it's not enough. And again, just being aware that are you, is your quiet time becoming a performance 
or is it for your growing in your relationship with the Lord and really for your pleasure, right? Um, so focusing on one verse, you literally could study one verse for a month if you really wanted to go deep and do some different um, techniques and I don't know if techniques is the right word, but different study skills, you could spend a long time on one verse or a long time on one chapter. In a season of my life, I did a, I did a study on Ephesians 2.10. And I, to this day, have so many little golden nuggets from that scripture, from that time that I was able to slow down. Now from a reading plan perspective, like Ephesians 2.10, that's one verse out of the whole thing. And so I could think, oh man, that's not enough. And God did such amazing, beautiful things in that time where I slowed down and I really studied that one verse. Psalm 23 is another one that the Lord took me on a journey. I took a whole month to study Psalm 23 line by line. And to this day, I have so much depth and richness to that. So I want to encourage you, slow down. You can focus on one verse. You can focus on one chapter. You can focus on one book for an extended amount of time. And God will meet you where you are and give you exactly what you need. Number two, I've done an episode on this before. Um, use the SOAP method, S-O-A-P, SOAP, Scripture observation, application, and prayer. Uh, that is a little bit more, uh, you can look, Google that and find some resources for that. But the SOAP method is really great too. And that also allows you to slow down and gives you some steps of actually what to do while you're doing that. So the SOAP again stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Number three, use resources, use Bible studies. I will tell you that when I, and a lot of you know my testimony is that I used to be really confused. I was uh, you know, told growing up that the King James was the only translation I should read and that anything else was basically false and I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't do it. And so all of that to say, I've been freed from that and uh, actually studying that King James even is a translation, right? And so it is, uh, that's a whole other episode, but all that to say, Using resources was one of the ways that God used um, used resources for me to build my confidence and kind of strengthen that muscle. Now, it's not, I mean, I have all different types of resources that I use, whether it's a Bible study, I don't use those as much anymore, but I use other books and um, biblical dictionaries and just different things that allows me to understand the history and the context of the scripture and whatnot. And so resources are good. You don't have to do it just with you and, and the Bible and, and nothing else. In addition to that, I think sometimes you don't need anything else. So it's, you gotta, again, ask the Lord where you are in your season and what that is. But using resources like Bible studies, the Daily Grace Co. is one of the ones that I use for a season of my life. I, I still have a ton of them. Um, I, I usually buy them in bulk. They're always on sale. And so they always have really good sales. I can drop that in the show notes if you want to check them out. They have some really great resources that help me grow in my confidence in studying scripture. Number four use a different translation, cross-reference, right? So, okay, maybe you are going to read it in a ESV or an NIV or a KJV or an NKJV and or a TPTA. I mean, I know all of the abbreviations because I love cross-referencing. It'll take a scripture, look it up, and then look it up in all the other translations and allow the Lord to speak to you. Oftentimes, our language that we use, one word in our language, in our context, how we understand it, 
If we really dig deep in scripture, God has such a deeper depth and richness to it. So looking at different translations has really helped me go on what I call treasure hunts with the Holy Spirit to allow him to give me revelation and really what is he trying to show me through this scripture? How does he want me to see him in this scripture? So there's that. Um, And then the last one is really switch it up. Switch it up. And there's a couple different ways to switch it up. Really simple. Switch up the time that you do your quiet time. Switch it up. So I used to always, and I still to this day, really enjoy reading it in the morning the most because I feel like it fuels me up. However, I've been in a season of my life that at night, that's when it happens. And that's okay. It's okay to switch up the time. In fact, switching up the time can make it a little different and make it feel different for you. And so you're not getting into too much of a ha- like a habit and a rhythm where and re- ha- habits and rhythms are good. And if you recognize that the habits and rhythms have made it boring, then it might be time to switch it up. So switch up the time, switch up the place. So I love having my own little nook and my certain blanket and all that. But then once I realize that that place has almost become... Again, it's kind of stale, boring. I'm like, you know what? It's time to switch it up. So we just moved into our new house. And so my office has become where I have my quiet time. And I can't wait to get a a new chair so that I can snuggle up in it in my office. And really, my office has become like my prayer room. But you might need to switch it up. Maybe it's going to the couch. Maybe it's going to the basement. Maybe it's going outside. Maybe it's going to the kitchen table. I don't know what that looks like for you. But... Sometimes it's as simple as switching up the time or switching up the place or switching up the order of your routine. And what I mean by that, so I typically have an order. I first, first thing I do is I write out three things I'm thankful for. Next, next thing I do is I pray. The next thing I do is, depending on if I'm using any other resources like little devotionals or Bible studies, I'll do a quick part of that. And then I usually go into the word and, and start doing some studying, uh, just reading from scripture alone. Well, maybe switch it up. You know, for me, it was like, man, I feel like this whole idea of writing up the three things I'm thankful for, it's just, it's just sometimes habits can make things feel a little bit stale. And so you have permission to switch up the time, switch up the place, and switch up the order of what you're doing. All right, friend, I hope this helps you. I hope you know you're not alone. If you are not feeling feeling it every single time you open up the word and every single time you have quiet time, you are normal. You are human. And at the same time, in order for you to do what God has called you to do and created you to do, we, we do get to become Uh, you know, learners of the word and use it. And so that we are operating from a place of overflow and we are not depleted. And so I encourage you, you have permission to do things different. You have permission to switch things up. You have permission to slow down. You have permission to use resources and, uh, you know, connect with other women who accountability, like that's one of my favorite things in the inner circle is that there's accountability groups for whether it's a Bible study or a book study or whatever it is that we get to do with the Lord to fulfill our purpose and calling. So I hope this spoke to you and... The inner circle is open, by the way. If you want to hop in, I will leave that link below. We would love to see you on the inside. You get weekly coaching. You have opportunities to connect in smaller groups. We call them sister pods. They're groups. There is a Bible study going on right now. There is a business meeting with heaven going on right now. There's a book study. All these different ways that you can connect in the group, not only in the large group, but then also in smaller settings. So let's 
wrap this up with some prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. God, we thank you for giving us permission to do things different and to switch things up. Lord, we thank you for meeting us where we are. Holy Spirit, we thank you for um, giving us revelation and understanding and counseling us and helping us to learn in your word. And we just thank you and I ask you for a fresh fire, a fresh hunger, a fresh excitement and enthusiasm to get in your word and to learn more about you and learn more about ourselves because of who you are and how much you love us. And so God, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the woman listening to this and I pray a blessing over her in Jesus name, amen.